So where exactly are you, Ryan Nanny, right now? I am uh, in a hotel room in Rapid City, South Dakota. One of our nation's top three Dakotas. <laughs> and, and exactly, no, you have to refine this. Okay, I'm sorry. Where I, where are you in Rapid City? <laughs> I, I am in uh, the Howard Johnson, uh, which is per- perplexingly across from a high school in Rapid City, <laughs> South Dakota. So you could actually have that sad life where you get divorced, live at the Howard right. Johnson, and teach at the high school. <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm not you're, aiming for you're it. You're thinking but... about it, aren't you? I'm, I'm not ruling anything out. That's You're the beauty of life. Is I'm open to any possibilities. So. Hell, I'm thinking about it. it Seven, seventeen fifty an hour without benefits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll go a long way here in Rapid City, South Dakota. Yeah. Now, I don't want to completely let the cat out of the bag, but uh, you are there for a purpose, right? Yes. Yeah, I am here for a football purpose. And, and that's all we're going to say about that. A- am I finding the next Dallas Cowboys head coach? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Most likely. <laughs> Give me a couple of drinks. Little Jerry Jones. <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> I want you all to know that, yes, he did tweet me a picture today of a sign in the airport parking lot that says the following. As the weather gets warmer, we would like to remind you that snakes warm themselves in the concrete and can occasionally be found in the airport parking lots. Notify airport staff immediately if a snake is present. This is all the normal lettering. And then there's a big bold. Please take caution with children and walking around your and when walking around your vehicles. And below it is the most cheerful, adorable clip art shot of a rattlesnake with its rattle going clearly. So I like ra- it. I like it because the implication is not look, we know there's a snake problem and we're doing something about it. It's like, hey, you know, we're kind of, the snakes sort of run this town and we just have to be careful not to piss them off. <laughs> y'all, y'all look out for that now. <laughs> Sounds like that, uh, that movie Rango. Y'all ever see that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where Johnny Depp is a gecko or something mm-hmm. and the snake runs everything. That's, wow, you're in Rango right now, right? That's awesome. It doesn't feel that awesome. I gotta be honest. <laughs> it's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not the easiest place you've ever been. Well, I just. I think I made a bad choice because I decided to have pho for dinner. And What's... you decided to have <laughs> Vietnamese in South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. You deserve every bit of damnation you're about to endure. <laughs> well, now are South Dakota and North Dakota sort of at odds, like the place where that food comes from? I think so. Has been previously. Yeah. Well, it, we're going to uh, transition from that to, uh, to, let's talk about me a little, because I, I went to Oregon, fabulous Eugene, Oregon. For ooh, ooh, you're fancy. You get to go to real places. Uh, Eugene is a real place. It's uh, it's got all these little Simpsons Easter eggs, like the Jebediah Springfield statue is based on the Pioneer statue in the middle of the University of Oregon campus, and. Uh, it's, it's beautiful, and I walked through the lobby where they did the the horse, the dead horse scene from Animal House, and uh, and then hung out with the duck, because you know when other people go to write, they write this big feature story on Oregon, Michigan State. I decided to hang out with uh, a six foot tall duck, so I I enjoyed it greatly. You should know this about the Pac-12. That's actually a real stadium, like that's actually it's it's loud as hell. 
Yeah, that's what they say. And they play Outcast there on demand, from what I understand. It took them a while because the DJ, and Oregon does have a DJ, uh, was sitting there live mixing. Because I thought, like, I was like, oh, this sounds like somebody live mixing. So I went a couple of doors down in the, the booth because I'm a media professional and went and found the DJ, DJ Gemini. What's up? And asked him, of course, because as is my duty as as an Atlantan, I have to ask every DJ to play Outcast. Yeah, it, yeah. You found this to be true, Jason, right? You just yeah, just spreading this. the good word. Yeah. So I was like, just play some Outcast. And he goes, oh, all right, I'll, I'll try to get that in for you. And it took forever. This was like pregame. I didn't get any Outcast. So Oregon gets their butt kicked in the first half, and they're down like twenty-seven, eighteen at the half, and it looks bad. And then they play, I like the way you move. And Oregon reels off a 28-3 to run. So, are, the, are, are the powers that be at Oregon aware of this, you know, direct relationship between football success and the music of Outkast? They've been made aware. And uh, okay. I, I, for their sake, I hope they listen. Because if they just managed to just, if they just played uh, AT Aliens in its entirety throughout the game, it would have been a 70-point blowout. I that have, would just be unfair. I have absolute faith in this. Where, where have you been, Jason? <laughs> um, well, uh, today I went on a nice run. Um, oh. But as, as far as leaving the state of Georgia, which I prefer not to do, uh, I did do it a few times this summer. I went on um, three work trips. They were all work trips. Um, family went to the lake and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less... A proponent of uh, going places that are not where I already am than other people are. Be, so you should be you should be Florida's athletic director. <laughs> yeah, that's my whole my whole life philosophy is uh, <laughs> I, I just welcome I just welcome FCS opponents to my house. I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna have Eastern Michigan over for dinner. Yeah, I just uh, dial up CUSA school. Come on over. I'm not going anywhere. That's right. Memphis is gonna steal some silverware, but. It's worth it. Oh, speaking of, who almost stole whose silverware? <laughs> In the Rose Bowl, Memphis <laughs> coming within a game-winning drive of, of tying UCLA at the buzzer and beating them. Because I suspect UCLA might be an inconsistent football team. <laughs> Jim Mora? An inconsistent football team? <laughs> Would UCLA and Washington swap coaches right now? Would it make a difference? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they really... I, 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 okay, I don't know that it would, but would it make them each happier? Um, I don't think so, because Jim Moore going to Washington, I mean, it, he takes a little getting used to. Peterson's just the same wherever he is, right? But it's his, it's his dream job, Spencer. He said so. <laughs> well, he was the coach of the Falcons. <laughs> he did say that. He did. <laughs> Oh, hey, by the way, uh, here, seven minutes into this podcast, we should tell you what you're listening to. Uh, this is the Shutdown this, Fullcast. This is All Things Considered. All Things Considered. <laughs> I'm Diwali Sai Kowtow. <laughs> I am Spencer Hall, uh, Editorial Director of SB Nation uh, and uh, EDSBS person, uh, joining us from the Howard Johnson in beautiful Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> Yeah. It's Ryan. It's Ryan Nanny. <laughs> I like how it's the because we know there's only one. 
I have to say, I haven't verified that, but I'm willing to put money on it. <laughs> the top Howard Johnson in all of Talking Rock, South Dakota, or wherever you are. <laughs> I'll have you know, Rapid City is both the gateway to the Black Hills and the city of presidents. It's true. Wow. Ask, is there a single president from there? No. President Howard Johnson. <laughs> President Rapid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'll, you know it's a great place because Custer had a lot to do with the founding. Uh, and also, Jason Kirk, uh, NCAA football editor at SB Nation and agoraphobe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I bet I can get you down here, though, because this is a weekend. I bet we can get you into Atlanta because this is a weekend where the ill-advised road trip, a.k.a. The time when home and homes come to roost, a.k.a. the play date where you decide to go over to the poor kid's house out of courtesy. Uh, that's this week in college football. Some of the strangest imaginable road trips are happening this week. And that might be the only truly interesting thing about the week that will be in college football, no? Until something stupid happens. Like, one of these games is going to have something stupid happen. But aside from, but because we have no idea which one it is, it is the poor kid play date that is the interesting part. You're right. Yeah, just to give you an example of those. On the schedule, a, a, actual games that will happen, and they start as early as they start as early as uh, as Friday. Uh, Baylor at Buffalo, a stadium that our own Peter Burks has described as being like. Um, a second grade stadium in Belgrade. Now here's a fun fact. Um, Buffalo's having a blackout for that game. Uh, the, the, the fans and the players are all wearing black and they're tweeting stuff like, did you like seeing the Buffalo Bills get a big win? Well, here comes another one. <laughs> to which the response is, yeah, there'll be a big win. <laughs> Someone in that stadium will, will get a big win. So, so Buffalo is currently 113th in the country at points allowed, uh, and they played Duquesne and Army. Ooh! So Duquesne's I, got a hell of an offense, right? <laughs> You're right. Once they swing it out and start shooting them threes, they really make it rain. No, but like, they, there's a possibility we'll breach 80 points here, right? 90 uh, points. Keep in mind. In case, Art, you, really, you think Bryce Petty is not about that. <laughs> Bryce Petty has two broken transverse processes in his back and will be playing in this extremely important game against Buffalo. Yeah, he hates bulls. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he hates them. He hates them as only a Texan can. A bull took my daddy's job. <laughs> that bull undermined my mother's acting career. <laughs> So, so for some reason, I love Art Bryles. I have no idea why he's letting Bryce Petty play in this otherwise meaningless game in the bullpen, which is the nickname for the stadium, which is surrounded by, oh, an eight-lane track. It's multi-purpose. So the nickname for the Buffalo football stadium is a baseball term. Correct. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, the nickname for y'all stadium is a pile of mud. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. 
Excuse okay. me, sir. You mean if, a diverse and beautiful ecosystem whose beauty escapes your plebeian also, eyes. No, no, you don't call it the wetlands, sir. <laughs> it's also it's also not a, a nickname. It's a geological disclosure. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> it's, it's for it's for insurance purposes, really. <laughs> Be it's aware. Like, it's like you, we, you can't sue us when you get caught in it. <laughs> exactly. If the whole thing sinks and kills 70,000 people at once, liability is liability. We told you it was a swamp. Uh, otherwise, on the uh, the schedule, now here's here's a good one. Um, Nebraska is traveling to Fresno, ooh, which means hordes of Midwesterners descending on uh, the middle of California, which has a rich and vibrant gang culture. Some would say uh, fitteds be a lot of fitteds. And that's a that's a late game too, so like, are Nebraskans in Nebraska going to be awake to see this? <laughs> well, I don't know because Nebraska barely beat McNeese State last week. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and just suggest that Fresno State might be better than McNeese State, and Nebraska will have to play them in Fresno, in the dark of night, in the part of California that smells like. Manure and burning tires. Well, they should be used to that part. At least. <laughs> it smells like home. You take a little bit with you wherever you go. <laughs> why, does, why does it feel like Christmas here? The best tweet of the year thus far for me has been Bo Pelini on September 4th. Fake Bo Pelini tweeting out, Stop saying it's Bo Pelini Day on 9-4. Stop saying that! <laughs> And then all of his responses are just people saying, it's Popolini Day, it's Popolini Day, it's Popolini Day. Uh, another bizarre, bizarre game in terms of how did this ever get scheduled? Uh, why is it being played? Uh, and, and how on earth did anyone ever agree to this? Mississippi State at South Alabama. Wait, well, what? Well, Dan Mullen gets to beat a team from Alabama. <laughs> Oh, it's true though. <laughs> yeah, Hypothetically, that's that's a tough game. Oh, he'll t- he'll take it. South Alabama, of course, in beautiful Mobile. Maybe like, it's sort of trying to level up, like beat them, then beat Troy. Just get a, get little, a little bit closer. Yeah, just get a little Alabama on you, and then see if you can work your way up to maybe De- Auburn. Develop a tolerance to Alabama. It is a poison. <laughs> You don't just put a little Alabama in your system all at once. Because remember, if you're too full of Bama, you'll do all kinds of crazy things. Yeah, you'll just tear off down the field when you're not eligible at all and tackle someone. It's a medical condition, dang it. This is a Mississippi State team that had real trouble with UAB last week. Who, By the way, UAB might not be bad. Well, We'll 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 never know. Once the legislature finds out about it, they will be. (laughs) (laughs) Can't, Can't have no competition for Bama. Sorry. Y'all going to have to play in cuffs. <laughs> Who put all these ball bearings on the football field, legislature? Roll Tide. Said you got to play on. War Eagle. I don't see any ball bearings. I did see a, a little hail in the forecast, though. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know of any connection between those two. If you excuse me, I need to go listen to the Tide broadcast. Who called in a bomb threat in the third quarter of a game when UAB was leading Alabama 17-10? That's just thunder. Funny how that happens. 
got to evacuate the stadium, cancel the game for safety. Hey, world's crazy with the events going on. They, I, I do hope UAB improves enough to develop the most psychotic, insecure, and persecuted fans on the planet. Like, there's going to be, like, 12 UAB fans who are convinced that, like, everyone's against us! And the best part is that they'll kind of be right. Yeah, they're, they're totally right. <laughs> the state is undermining their every step. Uh, so I would, I would watch that because, uh, because it'll probably be ugly and worse than imagined as far as your average Mississippi State University of South Alabama game. Another example of this, Pitt. Pitt goes to Florida International. That, that has to be just like a recruiting thing that they planned on, right? Well, I think that's the kind of thing where you purchase your airline ticket, but you accidentally get it for like the wrong day, which I could see that happening, but maybe like clicking the wrong airport. You wanted to go to Florida State. Do you think FIU is paying Pitt for that game? <laughs> you think anyone is paying anything for that game? It's being broadcast on Fox Sports 1. Do you think they paid for those rights? Is, it, is, it, is this like public domain? We should podcast this game. This is a public access football game. And there's some sort of earnest PBS type with a huge it, mic with a giant foam cover on it, right? It's just, it's just being played in a food court. <laughs> in Paul Chris' contract, it's probably like, you know, he gets a certain bonus for X number of wins, and then there's a excluding FIU. <laughs> in, order to, in order to fulfill some sort of educational requirement for a PBS broadcast... There's somebody teaching you how to make a cabinet in the lower left corner. Like, we'll watch the football game, and down here, Jed's going to be building a beautiful colonial cabinet. Take it away, Jed. Just making it in there as they play the game and announce over it. Well, at least it's not Florida at Pittsburgh International. Whew. Man. We'd probably I'd... lose that game, too. Yeah, yeah we'd, fight. we'd fight hard. We would. Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of fighting hard. And losing. Boy, the longest road trip, or one of the longest road trips and the weirdest road trips. A game that, when you put it together, really nullifies any desire to uh, call college football a professional league in any sense. Boise State at UConn. Y'all forgot about that one, right? Yeah, this is like the, this is like the what if Big East. I have, a, I have a worse one, by the way. This seems really bad. I have a worse one. All right. Well, let's get right to that then. Yeah. Syracuse at Central Michigan. No, that's going to be good. (laughs) The chip's coming off that fresh ass beating of the Purdue Boilermakers. That's going to be fun. Syracuse is going to get that ass whooped. (laughs) Wow. If you go to Central Michigan, because remember Syracuse, barely scraping by Villanova. I am against Syracuse all year because of that damn game. (laughs) I'm I'm, against. This happens every year. Week one, there's some team that wins a stupid game, and I hate them all year. Two years ago, it was Minnesota because they beat UNLV in triple overtime. And this year, it's Syracuse. I hate you, Syracuse. Wow. I'm going to jump on that. I hate Syracuse, too, for different reasons. Because Scott Schaefer was tweeting about how soft-nosed Atlanta was in the blizzard. And I'm like, only we get to call us dysfunctional a week. Not you, dude who plays at a dome. And you do, for the record. You don't hold back on that. No, 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 no. He's, they're, they're, he's an awful man. I hope he loses every game. So, uh, Scott Schaefer, you're, you're on the blacklist, and I hope Central Michigan whips your ass. Fire up, Chips. 
Um, also in superior football program, traveling to inferior football program, we have Georgia Southern traveling to Georgia <laughs> Tech, uh, where the report from the AJC tonight is that Tech is uh, actually expecting to fill its stadium <laughs> due to the incoming Sun Belt opponent, uh, which, to be quite honest, probably does have more football fans oh, than listen, the home team. Hey, listen, Georgia Southern, too, if they're coming to Atlanta, you know where they're going? I got a plan, Larry. We're going to get the expedition. We're going to Ikea. <laughs> We're going to fill that thing up. We're going to go to the Whole Foods, and I'm going to buy them fancy jellies. I'm going to go to, uh, they got that nice craft store up on 285. We're going to get a chair. I mean, Georgia Southern fans are going to look like Okies driving into the parking lot, not because they're rural bumpkins, but because they got to get all the big chain stores all in in one big bite because they're like, they don't have this in Savannah. That would be a good – I think that should be how Georgia Tech approaches all of its home games. Like, pitch it to the visiting fans as, Georgia Tech, make a day of it. <laughs> Georgia Tech. <laughs> Georgia Tech, we're close to Ikea. Like, literally, that's – we're clo- You know, you can buy a bed for $17. <laughs> Georgia Tech, you'll have time. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you just build it in and you just build up gift certificates to places that were within two miles – of Georgia Tech that you would want to go. You know the real brilliant move would be, you know how you know how when you go in IKEA, you can't just go directly to what you want to go to. You have to wind through the whole thing like a maze, which is kind of like walking around Georgia Tech Stadium. They should yeah. just make Georgia Tech Stadium the middle of an IKEA. So you're like, "All right, we've I think this is the kitchen cart we want. Now we got to look at book. Oh, wait, wait a second. George Tech football. We got to watch this before we can move on to betting. And just pipe all the cinnamon bun smell into the stadium so people <laughs> stick around. I'm telling you, you want to up the attendance. Just get that cinnamon bun racket going. Be like, man, I can't leave this game. It smells too good. Paul Johnson's sleeping in one of those demo rooms. As Paul, his house. John- Paul Johnson's eating Allen wrenches out of a bag. <laughs> Yeah, I'll live in that 635 square foot demo room. I don't need delicious more delicious 99 cent Allen wrenches though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna live off that uh, herring paste they sell downstairs. I don't now, care. Is there a football scheme that is more IKEA than the flex bone? Like it, it just it's sort <laughs> it's of slapped football, together. It's a football team put together with wooden pegs. <laughs> like it's a, uh, it's 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 a. Uh, it sounds good. It's got a funny name. It's um, you but know, if, you, if you lean on it, it's it, it's <laughs> good when you, it's good when you're starting out. It's deceptive, you know. If you uh, it's made a Ukrainian uh, particle board, and uh, you slap it together, and if you get somebody who weighs more than two hundred and fifty pounds going up against it, you're done. And you can never sell it to anyone else. Nope, nope. This is nobody it. will buy secondhand flex bone, <laughs> and you can't get rid of it either. <laughs> You put the Paul. Jump, you put Paul. Put, take it. Yeah, if you put Paul Johnson out in the curb, guess what? He's just gonna sit there. He's just gonna. He'll just get wet. And he's coming back in. Solid. Listen, solid waste pickup and bulk won't even touch him. Be like, whatever. I'm just here on the sidewalk. Free to go to home. Getting tan. Getting tan. Ask me a question. I'm not gonna answer it. Could use a few more Allen wrenches. Uh, and other legendary uh, rivalries in this otherwise crap heap of a week. Uh, this is going to be an appalling game. I know it's an existing rivalry, but if you want to see the devolution of football as we know it, tune in to the Splatterhouse horror film that will be Iowa State at Iowa. Oh, boy. Sahawk. 
the Cyhawk trophy. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is always a wretched. This game is so bad it has a, its own grandeur. It really does. It's it's like watching a sword fight that ends because one person stabs himself worse than the other person stabs himself. <laughs> or gets winded and has a broken <laughs> embolism. Oh, God, the pain. The other person's too winded to stab them while they're grabbing their head. Can we not? Can we talk about literally any other game? I want to say I'm so proud of Iowa because last week they were down, I think they were down 13-3. And that gave it to Ball State, and Ference punted from something like, I don't know, he punted from like the Ball State 5. Fair and, enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was the most Ference move because all of Iowa Twitter immediately broke out with, Gah! and I thought, no, they're winning now. If Kirk Ference punts and they're down 10 with like seven minutes left, it's already over. He has you right where he wants you. The finishing move. <laughs> and they won 17 they won 17 13. <laughs> Punts just make him stronger. Uh, Wake Forest gets to go to Utah State. Good God! And you yeah, know what? That that a... feels merciful because oh. you should you shouldn't have Utah State over over to Wake Forest because why should why should your home fans have to watch that? <laughs> so you so in the name of mercy, Wake Forest should play twelve road games then. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, yeah. So I mean. Unless they can get Gardner Webb for ten home games, just to travel in a road show. Yeah, what are you, what are you using the stadium for? Gardening, <laughs> gardening Webbing. mostly. Yeah. Oh, we got a home show coming in. It's gonna be big. Uh, let's let's conclude the uh, trash portion by mentioning a few of the other bizarre travel logs that are going to be written this week between some of the strangest games imaginable. Navy will play at Texas State. Sure, why not? Yeah, Texas State. The the, the fighting the fightin Dennis Franchonis, says somebody who can put those words together without cringing. Um, in addition to that, we have uh, another bizarre matchup in, uh, in UCF going to Missouri, which screams trouble to me. I don't know why. Probably because UCF is just a thorny, nasty, mean-ass team. Now, Mizzou is capable of some really weird scheduling. They were at Toledo last week. They were at UCF last year. I don't know when these guys are going to sort of understand how SEC scheduling is done, but um, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't quite clicked yet. Well, well, everything's far from Mizzou, so they have no concept of, like, staying close. Yeah, that's true. They only have so many options out there. Right. And, so, I mean, how many out there near you, near where you are, Ryan. How many times? <laughs> Ryan's practically right down the road in South Dakota. I'll, I will I will play Mizzou tomorrow night if they show up here. <laughs> oh, and in a game that could be one of the most shambolic things you will see on a Saturday of shambles: Illinois at Washington, one team that has no defense, and another team. That has nothing facing each other. Team that has no team. By the way, a two and zero Illinois team. <laughs> I like that because the Illinois athletics account has put a couple of like images together after each win that are just like Illini win and leave out any other detail. Like it doesn't tell you who they played. It doesn't tell you what the score was. It doesn't even tell you the date. Also- My favorite thing they've done is I think it was last year they beat. Uh, 
Southern Illinois might have been the, the Sal- Salukis. They beat the Salukis, and yeah. they put out like state champs. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> they also they will, beat them by like eight points. They, they will also post things like, like, oh, the running back rips off a massive run like a bowling ball, and then there won't be a tweet for another thirty minutes. <laughs> How about so, that run? So you'll be like, whoa, man, Illinois is kicking some ass. And then they there's should, silence. They should, just, they should just be like, uh-oh, had to reset my router. <laughs> so All like, is well. The way it looks is like, if, you know, it's like if some totalitarian propaganda thing, it's like, we've started the nuclear reactor initiation sequence. And then there's no news for like weeks. You're like, oh, they had an accident. <laughs> Illinois football's melted down. Uh, moving uh, moving to games that, that might actually kind of sort of matter a little bit. Um, you said games, plural. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> moving to a game <laughs> that might happen. Um, <coughs> we really only have a few. South Carolina uh, at Georgia in one of, in a game, or Georgia at South Carolina. The 3.30 game on uh, CVS. Um, am I correct in assuming that this game is completely unpredictable? Only a fool would dare to predict this game. So let's do it. Yeah, I got dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I got them dogs. You know, this is the game, this is the game by the way, where like Georgia really starts to like get their hope shattered, right? Like this is the game. This is the game where suddenly like whatever fatal flaw there is, Spurrier digs it out even in a win. Like even if Georgia wins, this is where Spurrier finds the one thing that they definitely can't do, right? I think this is the one game Spurrier preps for like all week. He's like, "No, nah, I'm not I'm not going to go to I'm only going to go to the range twice." <laughs> I'm going to get up at at 8:30 every day. We're going to be Friday. Except Friday, because that's my day off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he obsesses over this game like all off-season. Maybe he doesn't actually golf. He spends all his time. Maybe he is really a Nick Saban type. It's just all focused on Georgia. So, yeah, Eastern Carolina, whatever. Y'all take care of that. You're, what, do you want to throw the ball and run the ball? That's fine. Yeah, do that. You're going to go out there and somebody, whoever wins this game, is going to win it scoring like 19 points, and the losers are going to have 13. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's, that's every year of this game. <laughs> yeah, and with, with errors. Oh, my God. The most error-prone, turnover-ridden, uh, incompetence uh, shot game you will ever see in your life. Especially because I think this is the game where maybe Hunter Mason has to, uh, has to effort. Do, do things? Has to do things, and... That could get very funny, because I, I really do want to see the like shock and horror if Georgia fans start to get the notion of like, oh my God, it's Joe Cox. <laughs> Another thing we have to look forward to is pretty much no matter what happens, we get Spurrier saying, "Well, where the state champs are playing Georgia, because <laughs> they can't possibly lose by more than twenty five." <laughs> we we think that, and, and South Carolina uh, has looked very bad. Like they've not looked like, uh, they've not looked like a team that has any hope of winning the East. Which again, I think you're right. I think that's all part of the plan at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? First two games, gonna put it on them, make them think we're awful. 
Let him get a bunch of yards. Hell, well, Mark Rick liked his team a little bit. Couldn't even beat a team that barely beat ECU. I'm telling you. You know, we're going to let Texas A&M. You know, they can practice on us. That's fine. That's fine. We, You know, we don't care about that game. That ain't even a conference game. Steve, it's a conference game. Ah, oh, shit. Well. Well, that's, what you, that's your opinion. We, 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 we get, what, just agree, agree to disagree. Well, <laughs> well, we'll have to do. Leave whatever you want. It's America. Um, other games of some note? No, that's it. That's it? Okay. I promise you that's it. Well, let's, let's we can make There's a, Tennessee is going to get its, uh, get its dick stepped on at Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Texas is, and UCLA are, that, that'll be hilarious. It's not going to be important, but it'll be a screaming, hilarious, absolute mess of a game. Texas playing UCLA. <laughs> dude, dude, go back to Tennessee. Bob Stoops with the chance. In his, like, you know, what I've called the androgel years for Bob Stoops. <laughs> all that testosterone replacement therapy just... It's just, just been building up. <laughs> all that SRO with the SEC. He gets, so he gets a mediocre SEC team at home <laughs> on yeah. ABC. He gets a mediocre SEC team. It's probably like once the walls start kind of wobbling a little bit, the whole structure's foot cave again, right? Like, that's what's going to happen. And Bob Stoops is not going to let up until he has put the accelerator down and driven over Tennessee like 400 times. I think Stoops is going to go for 1,000. <laughs> One of those games where the Sooner Schooner just stops celebrating touchdowns. Like when Three they, broken axles, it can't go anymore. <laughs> or like a couple of years ago when they beat Chattanooga. They beat UT Chattanooga like 82-0 to zero or something. Schooner's out of gas. The schooner just didn't go out for the last two TDs. Like, ah, screw it. Retired. Horses are winded. <laughs> Horses are dead. Look what you did. Look what you made me do, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Buttercup. <laughs> you killed. You killed Buttercup. Well, technically speaking, you killed Buttercup. Why didn't you stop me? <laughs> it's like Edie I'm in and the King of Scotland. <laughs> it's just just grabbing him. Uh, that could that could be entertaining. Uh, actually, it would the most entertaining though. Like in terms of potential satisfaction, I want to ask like which one of these games has the most potential satisfaction if there's an upset. That's really what we're looking for here. Out of all of them, yeah. And for me, by the way, it's Tennessee. If Tennessee just turns heel, uh, refuses to take the pin, goes against K Fabe, right? Just does does a no sell, right? Like no. Oh! Comes off the mat and beats Oklahoma. That, to me, would be the funniest result because I really want to see that vein on Bob Stoops' forehead just swell to three times its size if somehow Tennessee manages to beat them in Norman. Which, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, 3% chance of that happening. Maybe 4. A solid thing. I'm going to pick the Boston College-USC game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm just that fucked up. Rapid, because, Rapid City's got you. You got the Black Hills madness. <laughs> I, I, I in no way predict it would happen, but if for some reason Steve Adazio and the boys duded the hell up and beat a USC team that finally people were starting to feel positive about and just totally deflated all of that positive energy right away, that would make me laugh in a very evil and meaningful way. Mm, that's a rich. That's a rich choice. Uh, now, what about if, you, Jason? if BC were to beat USC, what kind of final score do you picture? Mm, low, low, yeah. <laughs> quite low. Yeah, like a nine-seven, like a twelve, 
Five. <laughs> twelve. Twelve five. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna put. I'm. I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna price this right here. Easy, easy. No, no. What? I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you nine seven. Uh, I have. I have. I have a choice. Um, Toledo, winning at Cincinnati, which would make Cincinnati zero and one in week three. Yeah. This is Cincinnati's first game of the season. Yeah. That would be pretty funny to me. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville's a little older. He needs a little wind up. Was he just wait? Was he just like you know what? Let's put the bye weeks early. A, a better offer might come in. Yeah, that's that's sort of the theory. You never know. SMU might need a new head coach in week three. Hey, what do you know? It's dastardly, isn't it? Just waiting around, hanging by the phone. You know, I I'll, I'll coach the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, if they call. Houston, Who says they won't? Houston Nuts just got his phone tapped, like calling them. Got Tuberville's. Oh, Tuberville's got it. But I'm, old Houston's going to jump in. Calling all these guys. Um, let's go to Reader Mail to close the show. In in what is a lackluster week, we can find, I think, some light and humor, courtesy of our readers. I'm going to answer the question. That everyone's asking in Dade County and beyond from the 305. The question is, Al Golden? Question mark. That's it. That's the whole question. No. From, from Hurricanes Diz on Twitter. Al Golden? Uh, the answer is, is no. 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 Al, Al's, Al's not long for Miami. I predict. I'm going to say... Um... Bipedal. No, I think that's way off. <laughs> that's right. No, no, man. Al Al would prefer to go around like a gorilla. Yeah, Al Al Golden doesn't actually have bones. He's just one big gelatinous shape, and that's why he has to wear the same clothes all the time so that they can contain him. Are you sure that him. those are clothes? Could that just? Could he be naked? And the, that's what his body looks like. Is he like? Is, <laughs> Is he like the is he like the upcoming movie Big Hero, where he's just this kind of balloon that they have to fit into like superhero body armor? And, yeah, and is, and is largely ineffective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could go for that. This, all of this stands up. Uh, Ryan, do you have a reader question? Yeah, I changed it from what I told you it was going to be. Uh, oh. This this question comes from Play Fake, our our friendly uh, our friendly Tampa colleague Chucky Crater. Uh, he wants to know, now that June Jones resigned, which college football coach gives the least number of fucks? And I'm going to turn this over to you guys to start. I have thoughts, but, you know, this is a panel show. Um, I'll let Jason go first. Wow. Okay. The least number least, of fucks. The fewest. Yeah, the fewest would be correct there. Um, hmm. If anyone else has an answer, go ahead. This just pair. Just we're, we're, we're talking the coach that just gives the, the least amount of fucks, right? I, I think it's Norm Chow. Just in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's, think... oh, it's Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech <sighs> does not care. They could they could fire him tomorrow and force him like like Clint Eastwood and Branded to take all of his clothes off. And walk right naked under North Avenue, and he'd say, "I've done this before. I don't care. I've been here. The situations happen." 
He does not care at all. Now, I'm probably going to go Charlie Weiss on this one. Um, we know he's rich. We know he's still being paid by Notre Dame. If he is fired, he will continue being paid by Kansas. Today, uh, somebody asked him about uh, what is his reaction to the players complaining about the crowds at Kansas, and he said, well, the players should probably just be quiet, something to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good pick. That's a, that's a superb pick. Yeah. But uh, you, and and Ron, you, say, you say Norm, you say Norm Chow, right? I think Norm Chow, but actually, I want to change that answer to Ron Turner. How would we? How would we know? How would so, we know? We have no way of verifying. No, that's exactly how few fucks he gives. Because what other coach in FBS would tell would be part of a program that says like, "Nah, you should just just stay home, guys. Just don't cover us." <laughs> You know what? It's better for everyone if we don't credential anyone. I'm going to make my son offensive coordinator. Well, where'd you where'd you learn a bullshit tactic like that? I'm going to make the I'm NFL. Gonna, I'm going to make my cat special teams coordinator. <laughs> Worked for the Jets for years. <laughs> uh, Jason, your question. Uh, this comes to us from Justin Ferguson on Twitter. Jay Ferguson AU. Which SEC head coach is the most likely to buy that new Apple smartwatch? Uh, I'm going to go with Bert. I think he sees a thing like that and thinks, oh, chicks will be into that. Kind of likes the idea of his wrist talking to him. He, he would definitely pretend to be Knight Rider all the time with that. <laughs> yeah, making a lot of <laughs> noises. Kit, Kit, pour me another G&T. Watch this, my wrist can fart. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sick. I'm watching Foo Fighters videos on my wrist while I'm driving. How did Bert put get into a three-car pileup? <laughs> that damn Apple phone. I was watching that turn down for one video on my wrist. It's awesome when that girl's boobs started moving. Um, I think the SEC coach who would have the Apple phone first would probably be... I'm torn. I wanted to say Butch Jones because we discussed this in pregame. Because Butch would think it would help with recruiting. But I will audible and suggest that Gus Malzahn would do it just because uh, he thinks it would be faster than answering his phone. It's like, I just go to my wrist right here. Phone's in my pocket. He does seem like the SEC head coach most likely to become a transhumanist to sort of incorporate cyborg qualities into himself. This body's just a start. I can keep going. I can add things. Look, on my wrist right here. Yep. Gus, Gus Malzahn is going to live to be like 380 years old. <laughs> just by adopting technologies. How'd you live so long? Live fast. Broke the rules of time. That, that doesn't faster? make any sense. If you're if you're going faster, you were taking up more time. No, 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 think no, about no. It. <laughs> Anything about it, just keep living. Theory, theory, theory of relativity. The closer you get to the speed of light, the slower uh, time goes. So uh, Beat, beat, time beat goes. Alabama 600 times in 300 years. If you run 80 plays, you actually run 60. Relative time. Wow. Yeah. Einstein, Einstein was right. That's really... That's the lesson of the hurry-up wing T offense. You get to the end, you're like, Einstein was right. You know who the last SEC coach to get the Apple phone will be, though? <laughs> Puncho! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn right, it's Puncho. Why am I talking into my hand? <laughs> Y'all think he even has a smartphone, let alone a smartwatch? <laughs> Can I get one of them dumb phones? Does he even have a phone? <laughs> 
Well, Muschamp doesn't have a phone. He has a guy he yells at who's wearing an, an earpiece, right? And wearing a microphone. Like, just... let me yell at telephone. Like, that's the guy's name. It's probably, like, his real name is Eric. But he has a name tag that says, in, like, hastily scrolled crayon, telephone. Just yells Written at by Will Muschamp. Written by Will Muschamp. slapped it onto the man's chest. <laughs> slapped it onto him. He just has a, he just has a bunch of pigeons in cages and he yells at him just starts patting his head fiercely Pigeon, hang take, this, hang take this message to jeremy foley i love you dad go hang up telephone when the phone starts beeping he just hands it to him and he's like no you say beep <laughs> telephone goes beep <laughs> okay. I, I really don't think will Muschamp's that stupid you don't think he's that stupid? <laughs> I can't say any of this without laughing. I mean, I, I would agree to you. I would agree he's probably not that stupid. Oh, God, if we lose to Kentucky. These are jokes we're doing here. <laughs> probably not literally oh, we're hiring leave. a man named Telephone. We're going <laughs> to. I wouldn't rule it out. He went to Georgia. Yeah, all bets are off at that point. Fire! Fire Poncho! Good Telephones are, are sin. Hey. Talk to my pastor. Telephone. Telephone dial pastor. Dial pastor now. Had an impure thought. I thought about scoring. Got to 21 and I wanted more. Forgive me, Vince Dilling. And but he does not. And we end there. Yeah, forgive me, 